Gotta stay central. Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. <laughs> I've lost it already. Okay, good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster and I am with the lovely Sandra Scott. And our guest today is the extremely intelligent and knowledgeable. I'm Wiles Humphrey, the fact master. Thank you for that, Sandra. I never would have said that. <laughs> oh, you are. Gosh, very clever indeed. And I am super, super. So I've heard a lot about Wild Humphrey over the years, and I'm dead excited. I was talking about you today with Des, our good friend, Des Flanagan. And he was like, I've heard that. Who's on your show? Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to find out loads and loads about Wild Humphrey um, later on in the show. But first, we shout out to the kids. Any young people, any little ones who've done amazing things. So, San, any little people who've done amazing things this week? Um, I haven't been with any little ones um, this week so much. I did see my little, uh, my cousin's boy, who I call my nephew, it's my cousin's son. He had two boys at the weekend, which was lovely because I haven't seen James for, I haven't seen them all summer really. Um, so I saw James and Ethan, so that was lovely. And Ethan's hilarious. He's obsessed with dinosaurs and very, very entertaining. So shout out to those guys. Amazing, amazing. Um, Wild Humphrey, any young people? Well, actually, yes. This week, on the 7th of September, my granddaughter was one. Oh. One year old, Isabel. Oh, I haven't Isabel. seen her because she lives in Dartford. <laughs> oh. On the 7th. And, you know, the great thing is, she doesn't know this yet, but she will do. She shares a birthday with Queen Elizabeth I. Born oh. in And that's a fact. There you go. Amazing. Let's hope Isabel has a different character than Elizabeth the first. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> all she does. Um, and I'm going to give a shout out to all of the young people who've gone back to school. So some had gone back to school last week, a few have gone back this week, and um, I've had a few conversations with them, um, lots of little people, and they're all loving the fact that they can all go to the playground together. Um, because they've been in bubbles, so it's been really tricky for them. But now they can, you know. And, and one of them said, "We've been having our assemblies uh, on Zoom in the classrooms, but next week we're all going in the hall." And I thought, isn't that amazing? You know, they're like only seven and eight these young people and little kids and you just think oh so i'm amazed and i'm, I'm delighted that they're going to be um back in school and mixing and the senior schools can all walk around they walk around one way and stuff but they're going back to so hopefully a little bit of a normality for them and, and just well done to them all for being so resilient and uh super duper troopers um yeah brilliant well done to all the young people so um, jo Swinburne, who's, who's a good friend of ours, and she says happy birthday. So happy birthday to Isabel. Um, so success this week. What amazing thing has happened to you as a human being this week? Um, San? Well, um, quite a few things have happened, really, that have been quite good. Uh, further adventures of my move. So I think I came on Wednesday. 75% um, unpacked now which is brilliant, I've done well, which is quite good, because I was in box hell, wasn't I? So that's all right. Um, we're all boxed off in the office as well, so that's good. And um, getting a couple new clients, really, so quite a few different things. Made a frittata yesterday, and when I was staying with John and Sean, he made this thing, and I was like, what is it? It's lovely. And he went, it's a frittata. He said, but in his Dallas accent, um, is texting, but it was so lovely. So I made one yesterday, full of veg, everything, and then the firm, and you cut them in squares. So when Ron come in last night from work late, there was something there with tin foil for him, and it's gorgeous, cold as well. And he had that, so that was good. And I baked chocolate cupcakes with buttercream for the office tomorrow. Gluten free. Actually, I'm going to take cake in tomorrow because for all these. I know, I know, I know. Um, Wild Humphrey, what amazing thing has happened to you this week? Well, thank God that we can go out and see people mm -hmm. because I've been cold turkey. Oh, <laughs> it feels imagine. like forever. So I can now get some bookings to go out and entertain and do what I should, but do what I was born to do in real life instead of on the, uh, on the old Zoom. It's been great, but the other one's greater. So, yeah. hold on. 
Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Um, and our, we officially opened our office on Monday, and we had our, um, so we've got young adults working with us, um, and they've all been in, and um, we had an amazing session today with all of them in, and um, the way their brains work, you know, different to ours, and, and, you know, we thought we'd covered loads of things, and we did a nice little brainstorming activity, and um, they were just coming up with great ideas that mm. I hadn't even thought of, and I thought, you know, the, 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 the brains are just switched slightly different than ours, and, and they were just brilliant, and it was, it was lovely, because they all got on, and um, and so we've got a nice little work family going on. So I'm delighted. And if anybody wants to come and see us, we're in the Baltic. And we've got a cool, trendy uh, office. And uh, we've got quirky, mad things like a vinyl only. So we're only yeah. playing vinyl. And um, some of them hadn't seen a record. So they'd seen a record player, but had never actually put a record. So he's you know, one of the lads. He's 22. His nan had one, but he was never allowed to use it. You know, his nan always put the records on. Um, yeah. And so... It was like, you know, so I was like, right, okay, this is how you put the records on. And then he was away then and he was putting records on. And it's all of these little skills that we sort of, you're going to lose. And there's nothing like listening to the, it's the one before the songs and then the songs come on. So, uh, yeah, so it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, so anybody who comes as a visitor to our office can bring a vinyl um, to play. Or if they, if, if they haven't got one, then they can choose one of ours. And we've got a massive range of um genres of music haven't we um so yeah so, so, so it was a lovely day i've had a boss day today yeah i've had a boss day so, so sorry i forgot to say helen i did have a few more successes actually because it has been a good week i had several bunches of flowers and bottles of champagne which were great because i moved house and the champagne and the bottles kept arriving and the flowers kept arriving so um very very grateful from your good self and phil as well so thank you Amazing, good, brilliant. So, Wild Humphrey was is with us this evening. Jan Railton says hello, ladies, and and, and to Wild Humphrey as well. So, hello to Jan. Um, so, hello, for those who don't know Wild Humphrey, if you've got a particular date of the year from the first of January to the thirty first of December, you don't need to put the year. If there's a date that you're listening in and you think, oh, what's that date? Give us um an example of the date. Put 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 it in the comments and, and we'll throw it over to wild Humphrey. so sandra we're going to play this or that okay oh, so we're going to find out a little bit more about you okay so i'm going to ask you and sandra and then sandra's going to ask you and i and it's just an easy this or that okay so are you going first or second Sam? Okay, first i'm just making a note of the date brian quinn's asked for okay right, okay. okay okay i'm gonna go first okay um i'm gonna ask wild Humphrey first okay okay piano or guitar Piano. Yeah. Piano. I've always wanted to play the piano. As much as I love the guitar, I've always wanted to play. So that's that's the one. 88 keys on a piano, on a tinkly ivories. Nice. That's a fact. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Go on, Sam. What would you have? Piano. Piano. So I love, I like listening to guitar music as well, particularly electric guitar and things like that and rock and stuff. What if I had to pick one or the other forever and lose? It would be piano, hands down. There we go. Exactly the same for me. I learned the piano when I was young, and uh, yeah, so piano for me. But I like acoustic guitar, so I like nice little chilled um, acoustic oh, guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I prefer acoustic, and, and I quite like a bit of Spanish guitar and stuff like that. Um, okay, San, over to you to ask us. Okay, um, so you've lived in quite a few places in Wirral, in uh, Liverpool rather, and you live in Wirral now. So Liverpool or Wirral? For me, yeah. personally, well, it's got to be. I'm sorry, Wirral, but it's still Liverpool. <laughs> born there, born there, and it's always there. You know, you can't, the greatest city in the world. So there we are, you can't get away from that. And you can yeah. take the boy out of Liverpool, but you can't take Liverpool out of the boy. And that's a fact. Fair enough. Amazing, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and I've never lived in the Wirral, but I've lived all around um, the UK um, and massively 100% Liverpool. Liverpool's, yeah. uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah, what about you, San? Because you've lived in both. Yes, I lived in both extensively, really. And I have lived in um, down south. I lived in London, didn't I? In Brighton, and I lived in France for a short stint when I was young. Um, 
so Whittle is gorgeous because of the beaches, you know, and I really did love it there. And I know people say, oh, you've got Crosby Beach in Asia, but the beaches on Whittle are extensive. It goes right round, and it's lovely for walks and things. But I do much prefer Liverpool because I love, I know it's all man-made, the parks and everything, but I love that. And, you know, I went to Croxteth Park on Sunday um, and I've been once for a walk with you. And then you, when I was about um, 15, I did voluntary work and we took some kids to the farm. So we're going way back um, early 80s. But um, it was so lovely. And we had a proper walk around and my son had never been before. And it was just gorgeous on Sunday. But I know all the parks in the South End, um, like Sefton, Princess Park and uh, Calderstones. Yeah. It was just so nice, and I think we're so lucky as a city. It's so green, and the buildings we've got are gorgeous as well. Even Prince Charles commented on the architecture. So there we go. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it's a little bit. Okay. Oceans or mountains? Um, and I'm going to ask Sandra this time first. Okay. I need clarification. Am I in the ocean and on the mountain? Or am I looking at it from the shore? And because I know that you're not a water baby, you're looking at it from a shore. So I love a beach. Okay. And I have been to both the Atlantic and Pacific coasts and I've put my foot in both. Um, and it is lovely. And the, and the Indian Ocean, you know, I've been, I have put, dipped my toes in quite a few oceans. I've been very, very fortunate. Uh, and I do love the oceans, but I love the beach. I also adore the mountains, though, because I like snow. And, you know, I worked as an au pair in the French Alps. So I love the Alps. I love mountains as well. And I'm fond of Wales. If I had to pick one or the other forever, well, if I could still have beaches with seas and lakes, that would be cool. But if I couldn't but you have... can't. Okay, then it's beaches, hands down. Yeah. Really? I love, I love the beach. Really? I really love No shoes. I love the beach. Fantastic. Okay. What about you, Wild Humphrey? Well, uh, I, I love them both. I mean, nature everywhere is just just amazing. Let me see now. The uh, the highest mountain, Mount Everest, twenty nine thousand and twenty nine feet tall. First climbed on the 29th of May, nineteen fifty three. The Pacific Ocean discovered in the wet by the Western world anyway on the twenty sixth of September, fifteen thirteen. And the man who discovered it and named it after Spain ended up being executed by his father-in-law because of jealousy, nothing else. But if I have to choose between the two, because of the, the, the sheer changes and vastness and variation, I'm going to go with mountains. That's a fact. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I'm going to go mountains as well. Yeah. yeah. Mountains, 100. Hands down, mountains. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at you look at any yeah, any landscape pictures or anything like that, and you, you know you look out and people have taken photographs and things, when you see like a mountain range, it's just yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Okay, Sam. Okay, hot chocolate with marshmallows or milkshake. Ooh. Ooh. Me? Yes, to me. Yeah, go on. Milkshake. milkshake. Now I like mallows, but not too many. Okay. Always milkshake, as much as I can drink. So yeah, milkshake's the winner there, hands down. Marshmallows for me, sometime of the year. Ah, so be hot chocolate for me, yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna say good evening to Gertie tonight. Okay, um, so and throw her a kiss. So Gertie's in. Yeah. What would you say, San? Hot chocolate or? If I had to pick one or the other forever, it would be hot chocolate. Chocolate, yeah, hands down. Okay. okay, yeah, and this is a bit of a tricky one for you, San. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna ask Wild Humphrey this. Okay, so um, we'll find out a lot more about what you actually do, but um, you're a performer, okay? Mm -hmm. So, um, performing working man's club or gala dinner? <laughs> oh, that's different, that's cruel. Listen, they can both, right. Gala dinners turn into working men's clubs by eleven o'clock. So <laughs> because because you get the best of both worlds. But I'll tell you, if you want to cut your teeth, there's nowhere better than a working man's club. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, yeah, gala dinners, 
because that's what happens at the end of the night, yeah. That is so true. I've never thought of it like that, but that is yeah. so, so true. Yeah, we'll end up the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sandra, I was going to say, for going to an event. Well, <laughs> call a dinner, obviously. But I think your point's really good. You get fed at a gala dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get a good pint at work at Man's Club. Uh, I think, I, I don't, I wouldn't know. Um, I, and I'm not a performer neither, obviously, but... I think your point is really valid, Wild Humphrey, because the human condition is the human condition. It doesn't matter Absolutely. where you're from. Yeah, yeah exactly. Awesome. Honestly, at the end of the night for each, there's no difference. None at all. So, do you know what? I've thing. never thought of it like that. And I used to work yeah. pubs and clubs and things like that. Yeah. And that is just absolute genius. Yeah. That's one of the greatest shouts ever. <laughs> yeah, just to say an analogy of that, you know, because people are so judgmental, aren't they? And sometimes the press... Yeah kind about events like Aintree etc uh, uh, actually uh, you can see the same at Royal Ascot yeah, 100%. Everywhere, any event anywhere ever because yeah. we're all people and we love a great time indeed yeah. okay well that leads on to the next question then because I'm on a theme okay champagne or beer that's for you first while Tom Free oh that's that, you know. I'm gonna go with beer. I'm still, I'm still, still sticking with beer. I love champagne, but not too often. And it, I, I'd never want too much of it to get fed up with it, you know. Oh, nice. When you've had one of those nights and you're ill the next morning, I'd never want it to be because of champagne. Oh, if only I could oh, say that. That's the way I put it. Be yeah. nice and easy. Good one now, actually. But yeah, yeah. I'll stick yeah. with beer. Yeah, I, I think I'm, yeah, I, I love champagne. And when I was younger, I just wanted to go out and drink champagne all the time wherever I went because I just love it that much. But I think I think you're right. I think, um, and a beer, like, you know, if you're on the beach or you're by the pool or yeah. it's a roasting hot day, nothing quench your thirst, does it, like a beer? Oh, I'm meeting your right. mates and having a beer, you know, that's... Um, oh, nice. So I, I think, oh, I, yeah. yeah, I think I'd have to go beer. Have yeah. to, what, what about you, Sam? Um, I don't drink beer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe half a glass of shandy in the summertime. You know, on a really hot day, we sat out in a picnic bench for lunch or something like that. I'm just not a beer drinker at all. It just it doesn't agree with me or anything. But um, but I just feel full straight away from it. If I have if I have two halves of lager, that'd be it. I'd be well away. I know. Um, and do you know what? You can buy gluten free beer now. So maybe we try yeah. a gluten free lager. That's all right because I'll just have the champagne. So um, that's no, don't worry yourself with that, Ellen. <laughs> so champagne, definitely for me, wherever possible. Yeah. And Brian Quinn's listening and he says evening or sorry, oh, sorry. Okay. Go on, Wild Humphrey. When I'm working and entertaining and on stage and live, I don't touch either. It's water. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. I never used to. I never used to drink when I worked behind the bar because you could never throw yeah. anyone out for being drunk if you were drunk yourself. <laughs> professional, Alan. and yes, have so, your wits about you as well. So we're waiting yeah. on dates coming through now because, and you'll see, you'll see how this works. Um, sorry, we should do a formal introduction, shouldn't we? It's because I'm yes. not excited because I think it's brilliant. Go on, then you fire away. So I was going to say that we know more about Wild Humphrey now. Have you done your last? Yeah, you've done. So we've done all this, all that. Okay. And we know a little bit more about you. But now we're going to find out loads about you. Okay. And who you are and how you came to do what you do. Um, and I'm going to pass Sandra over to introduce you because she knows you, this is the first time that we've met tonight, um, even though I have heard all of the wonderful things about you. So I'm going to pass it over to, I'm going to pass it over to Sandra and she's going to introduce you. And then we'll just butt in with questions as we go along. Okay, so as we all know, this show celebrates people from the Merseyside region, the full five boroughs, who um, have done something great, who've done something good in the lockdown period over the last while, because we were getting a lot of negative press. And every week we've got all these people who just do great stuff constantly. So I've known Wild Humphrey for a while now, and he's done loads of interesting events, but he's also done a lot for charity as well, which I want him to talk about. There's a specific thing he helped um through myself and uh, he's written a book as well so um oh. one of the most knowledgeable knowledgeable people I, I know and i don't know how you do it i really don't um 
people say to I'm multilingual and people say to me, how do you remember the words and stuff? Well, words are easy. Facts and dates are horrendous for me. And what, and what you can do, which people are going to see in a minute, is tremendous. So our guest this evening is Wild Humphrey. And welcome. We're delighted you're here. I'm delighted to be here, believe me. So tell people, for those who don't know you, what you actually do, what your job is. Right. I'm, a, I'm an, an entertainer. I'm a writer. I write for the Liverpool Echo well, on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. I had a book published this year called Wild About Facts. That was the cover. Um, there she is, right there. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 9781913151508 is my ISBN number. There you I've go. always wanted that number, so I should learn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. But well, I've always been fascinated all my life since since a child about event iconic events, iconic people, things that have happened in the world that have changed everything and brought us to where we are now, whatever they might be. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are great, some of them are funny. They just are what they are, what they're factual, factual, factuals. I call them. And I live my life by them. And I've always kind of been able to um, learn anything I wanted to learn. So one day I thought to myself as a child, I, uh, what can I do now? I wonder if I can do the alphabet backwards. You know, it's one of those things, isn't it? People can do it. And I, so I, I thought about it for a while. I thought, then I went, Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F. EDCBA, because only 26 letters. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, if you can remember one, you can remember two. And if you can do two, you can do three, and so on. And that's how that's how I do it. So so with that, I can learn, I learned I could do like 90 odd years of Grand National winners. No. Yeah, yeah. I stopped at about 95 years because I got a bit bored. <laughs> but <laughs> I always love to find out. What happened when? When was the first thing? When did this happen first? When the first Grand National? Tuesday, 26th of February, 1839, the winner was lottery. <laughs> I like to know the extra little bit. Lots of people know it's 18th. I think, well, when in that year? On what day was it? You know, so I found that a little bit extra. And it's easy to remember when you've got the main thrust of it. You know, you, you, you then get the rest. And then one day I thought, I'll learn all the president's names. And before that, it was the British monarchy. So there's been 55 British monarchs, if you include the Cromwells, the Lord Protectors. So I can name all them. And then not just naming them, but talking quite a bit about them, whichever, because everyone seems to have, or many people have like a favourite king or queen. And there's always the standout ones, you know. So I've, I've learned all about these people because the things they did changed the course of history and brought us to where we are now. And I thought one day I'll learn all the states, I'll learn all the states and that kind of thing. And then I realised that I could actually remember what happened on different days. I could always remember people's birthdays and all that kind of thing. And I thought, I wonder how many days in the year I could talk about from memory. I thought, I wonder if I can do a month, you know. So I just flicked a coin and picked April. And I was telling myself, or telling a friend of mine, every something for every day in April. And they were Googling it. And I realised at that point that I'm faster than Google. And I went on the, the one show a couple of years ago and proved it. So that was great. Because uh, I'm not I'm, I'm only am I faster than Google, I'm older than Google as well. You know, it didn't, come <laughs> it, 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 it didn't exist before the 4th of September, 98. So I wrote, actually wrote about it last week, last week. And I should Google. It's one of those things we all use, we all take for granted. And I was thinking, well, this, it was founded on the 4th of September, 98. But it wasn't called Google then. It was called Backrub, which is just a computer term. But when they realized how big it was going to be, they wanted a name that meant vastness. So they said, we'll call ourselves Google. And it should have been Google. But whoever did the typing and sent the memo out, or the email to the few, never heard of a Google. So they just put Google, and off it went. And by the time we realised, it was too late. So, so Google is a typo. It should have been Google. Oh, 
they celebrate the birthday September 27th because that's oh. when they change it to Google. And it's wow. that kind of thing. And, it, and when, when I realized I could do a month, I thought, I wonder if I can do a year. And then yeah. I just started on the journey. And then, and then I realized, Christ, I can do 366 days. And more than one thing for most days, some days. I was going to say, because I attended an event that you did for Whittle Society for uh, Blind and Partially Sighted a few years ago. Did, yeah. And some people had the same birthdays. And you gave different facts. Or, oh, you know, you were asking people um, birthdays or dates that were significant. And you were just reading them off like that, you mm -hmm. see. And um, several different facts for people who have the same date. So it's not learning yeah. 365 things. You've learned thousands, mm -hmm. haven't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause it, it, and I think it's important not just to learn one. Because we can all kind of learn something and then recite it. And by the way, you know, I'm fascinated with the languages. What you do, just incredible. You know, you say about me, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, because you do it. What I do, I don't think too much of because I can do it. And what you do is, is just absolutely fascinating to me. And, and that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I gradually could do every day and different things. And, and then when I found, learned about, say, all the, all the kings and queens, I thought, well, Henry VIII's famous. So when was he born? Oh, mm -hmm. 28th of June. 1491. When did he become king? 21st of April, 1509, lived till 28th of January, 1547. And what was significant about that? His father was born on the 28th of January, 1457, the day that Henry VIII died. So it's all... And so was my big brother. Was he? <laughs> well, there you go, he shares it. There you go. He shares it with Henry VII, and that's and a fact. Well, and he also... Did Shakespeare, did he, was he born, did he born and died on the same? Um, well, they say he was, <clears throat> yeah, mm. 23rd of April, 1564 to the 23rd of April, 1616 yeah. in Stafford-upon-Avon, of course. Mm. And they, 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 they do believe it was the same day. They haven't got 100% yeah. proof, but because of his day was baptised, they believe that's when it was. So oh, I tend to just go with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Brian Quinn gave us the date. So we've seen to people put in the comments if you oh, want. Yeah. You have to go in the comments on Success in the City, though, because I know some people are following it on different pages for us to see it at the moment. Um, and Brian Quinn had put 14th of the 10th. That was a date. 14th for of October. Yeah. Well, the 14th of October, the most famous thing of all about that day, happened in 1066 of the Battle of Hastings. That's when it took place. And this was between England's Harold II and his forces and William of Normandy. Mm -hmm. And the battle is one of the longest battles. It lasted eight and a half hours. And then Harold got the arrow in the eye. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he was killed. And on the battlefield, they couldn't work out for sure who Harold II was, which was his body. So what they did, they got this lady, his mistress, and her name was Edith Swanneck. And they said, right, Edith, if you want to live, you're going to tell us which one of these bodies is Harold II. So she pointed them out, and it was confirmed. And William the Conqueror became king of England that day. And he was crowned at his coronation that same year on Christmas Day. That's um, a fact. Amazing. And on the first time man flew faster than the speed of sound was 14th of October, 1947. That's a fact. Wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so um, how do you, where do the facts come from? How, how do you find these facts? Do you right. research well, in books or do you actually Google? <laughs> what I do, I... I've sort of gathered them over the years. From childhood, I've been fascinated by all these events. I mean, everyone's heard about the Hastings. People hear of Lord Lucan. And you can go, you know, November the 7th, 1975, 1974, Lord Lucan disappeared. You know, <laughs> the following year, they declared him dead, never found him again. 
So all these events that have happened in my life, I thought, God, that's really like when the England won the World Cup, I was like, a, you know, a little toddler. Mm-hmm. But forever, England thought, oh, when 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 was that? Thirtieth of July, nineteen sixty-six. But what's fascinating about that? They won it on the 30th of July, 1966, as the home nation. They were 1-0 down, and they won 4-2. The very first World Cup England weren't involved in, and Uruguay won that. They were the home nation. They got to the final. They were 1-0 down, and they won 4-2 on the 30th of July. Exactly the same as England, and that's a fact. Brilliant. And I always look for these things that link things together, because they're always there, always. you just got to find them. And I don't give up. I think I know there's some link here. There's something. Yeah. It's like as really important as that. As as astounding. You know, there's nothing. This this I don't think fact is much stranger than fiction. Well, you just can't make it up. So that's what fascinates me. So I never watch. Try never to watch anything fiction on TV. Always fiction. Always facts. Oh, so you must do it. Sorry, I just realised as a youngster, I, I could, I sort of passed my exams and stuff from 11 plus and all that, and I didn't find it too difficult. Yeah. And whenever I needed to, I sort of got me out the mire, you know, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, it's all right. And it's fabulous, it's wonderful, we know, being the centre of attention, doing something different than others. And, and, and I've always believed all of us can do something that others don't or do something better than others, you know. But everyone's got their own thing, and this is mine. And I never actually believed it. It was other people told me. Yeah. For me, that's what I do. You know, yeah. you, you do what you do. And I would say, look, and, and one thing I've got to always stress, nobody in the world knows everything. Yes. No. All the stuff I might know, there's plenty that I don't. Mm-hmm. Plenty. And it's great to learn. So I don't really mind if it's something I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. But I can find out about it. I'll learn it and then I'll love it. Embrace it and then I keep going. So the best thing is just is being a, the learning. I mean, I hated school. Mm. I, I hated school. I got, I, you know, I bumped off as often as I could. Left at the first opportunity. Started to work. And I sort of self-taught after all that. But it's always through reading books. One thing I don't generally do is watch TV, you know, documentaries, because often they're wrong. Mm. Often they give the wrong information on a drive. And does that do your head in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, immediately I go for the off button, turn it over, put Netflix on, and go, I've had enough of that. They get it wrong. There was something on recently about, uh, the, about Edward the Black Prince, and it was during the uh, Wars of the Road, the Hundred Years' War. And I thought, well, I might be, you know, I'll watch this. He was the son of Edward III. And he's one of these people in life who, who you know, you really got to know something about. And he, he fought at the Battle of Poitiers at the age of 26. And he led an army against the French. And he destroyed King John. Against all the odds, he was like a numbered four to one at least. But he was his true father's son. And he won this battle. And it took place on Monday the 19th of September. 1356 and that's when it happened and this documentary gave another date well i was up in arms so off it went you know that's like me with subtitles and anyone who speaks languages when they watch a film that isn't what they said and you can say well they translate it a different way to convey meaning so you get a bit of artists especially Nuts. as soon as you learn a language and I always tell people to watch foreign films to help them but it do, it is really frustrating when they do that but yeah. well I know, you know that feeling I've got a question about your book so yeah. had you always wanted to write a book or did you just decide to do it in the lockdown well the lockdown I, I decided before lockdown and I'd stop actually started writing not with the full intention of writing a book, just mm-hmm. to see where it took me. And the first manuscripts I wrote, I look back on them now, they were terrible, <laughs> too wordy, and I changed them all, you know. But then during lockdown, of course, I was able to accelerate yeah. that, that writing. And I've actually written 
enough for almost two books. Wow. And I sort of looked back on it all and I thought, I'm going to write to some publishers, tell them who I am, and send them a sample of what I've written. And so I, I, I sent it to about 10 publishers in the UK. Then, this, like the next day, I heard from a, a, a publisher saying, oh, I like the look of this. Can you, can you, have you got any more facts? I said, oh, a few thousand, you know. <laughs> How many do you want? He said, no. So uh, I had a bit of work to do to actually finish the book proper then. Because I had to reread everything I'd written sort of a year ago and bring it in. Because your style changes, doesn't it? Yeah. Over time, your style changes incredibly. So everything I'd written like a year earlier didn't flow. I hated it. I sort of re redo all of that. And then I sent in the manuscript. And the 20th of April this year, it was published. And the funny thing Yay. was, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you did <laughs> No, he didn't tell me it was published. I found out on the 25th. And because uh, the first, time, first thing he phoned me on the Sunday, it was the 25th. And he says, oh, your book's been published wow it's, it's been picked up by amazon we published it it's on sale and people are ordering it Brilliant. He said, but it's on sale in america because <laughs> that's where amazon are based and it was they ah, picked it up okay. there. so i said oh great so so he said it was actually published 20th of september i said oh that was hitler's birthday Why does he have to do that? <laughs> that was my first thought I thought, 1889, 20th of April, Hitler was born. And his, and, and he does get a mention, but not in a good way, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, because I, uh, I, I thought, oh, 25th of April, great. Edward King Edward II was born 25th of April. I'll take that. Yeah, that's okay. My lad's birthday is 25th of April. And I've always said, you share Hitler's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I share a birthday with Roald Dahl, which I'm really happy about. Oh, good. Yeah, great. So, so can the, I just uh, ask, where did Wild Humphrey come from? Oh, you most certainly. Can. How did you get? How did you get the name? And how did you first? How did you first become um, a performer? Well, I performed as a child. Uh, as a child, we used to do these. Well, actually, I forgot. We used to do these memory things in mm. Sunday school. I used to have to recite the uh, the books of the Bible, and each Sunday, someone would get up and he had to say as many as he could. And I was the first one to get all sixty six books: thirty nine wow. in the Old Testament, twenty seven in the New. I you don't know, know that's when it <laughs> And then, then the mother. My mother was always, you know, you're going to be a I, I, I was a tap dancer, so I went to these tap dancing lessons as a child. Oh, put all the shows on, did the uh, you know the um, Liverpool Town Hall, Bootle Town Hall, all these places for the Lord Mayor and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, but it, it was great. But I didn't know how important it was because when you're a mm -hmm. youngster and you're a lad in Liverpool in the seventies and you got yeah. all these things, but you don't want to tap dance. You know, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people now I don't mind, but then and I can still do the time step and everything. You know. <gasps> can you? But, well, in I can. Yeah. Oh, good. And I got the all these honors, honors on my certificates and everything. And I, I wasn't even trying to hate it. Yeah. So I knew I loved it, and it's great being in there in the middle of everything. And people are like, if, if someone applauds you, it's just the most amazing thing. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. People do that. You know, you, it's an honor. That's a great honour, and anyone who forgets that shouldn't be in the in entertaining business because it's so important. You know, you're there to do your work, and it's your job. And if you love it as well, well, it's amazing. So I do love that. Absolutely, I do. I have no, no qualms about it. It's a great thing. And when it's something a bit different as well, I'm like the uh, magician without the illusion. Mm -hmm. I use cards, Evan, but my cards just have numbers on you know props bring people in because yeah. uh people don't if there's a huge audience people often many people don't like to speak yeah. they just you know just one of them so i'll just say oh give us a number one to 12 and they'll go then that's easy you know and then i'll go from there yeah. and i'll say pick a card and do it so it's 
And, it, and all of a sudden, you've got a different person sitting in front of you or, or that, you know, and they feel, oh, they chose me. I know yeah. when I was a child, I got chosen, oh, I've been chosen, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's wonderful. So, um, hang on a minute. Where did Wild Humphrey come from? Wild Humphrey was an ancestor of mine. Oh. He was known as Humphrey the Wild. His name was uh, Wild Humphrey Keniston. He was, a, he, was, he was actually the son of the High Sheriff of Powys. But he fell out with his father. His father, father cut him off from any monies. Oh. So he became a highwayman in Shropshire. And he lived in a cave uh, in a place called Nescliffe. And he lived in this <laughs> cave from 1491 to 1535-ish. Because he actually got pardoned by Henry VIII. He, he murdered someone, you know, like they did in those days. <laughs> yeah. Stand and deliver. Yeah. That's it. And he literally did steal from the rich and give to the poor. And uh. there's a pub we used to frequent called the Three Pigeons. Mm -hmm. And it's still there. And I've been there. And I've been in. I've, I've entertained there. And I've been to the cave in which he lived. What and I had to climb up all these rocks, which was easy. Until I had to come back down and I was terrified. Now he had a horse called Beelzebub, and this thing was the devil that could fly. They said never, but he never got caught. He was on the run from Henry VII. He helped Henry VIII fight in France, took a hundred men over there with him. So Henry VIII gave him a pardon, and I got a copy of the pardon. Oh my so, word. Yeah, I got a copy of it. So I didn't find all this out. My twin sister found this out. And my brother took it further, and they eventually did it all, and I went to. So that's why I went to the cave, just to see it for myself. And they go in there in the pub, and there's all this stuff about Wilds Humphrey Kiniston. And then I started to write and everything, and people said, you can't use your own name. Obviously, my own name's Gary Kemp. You can't use that. Uh, and my brother says to me, you should call yourself Humphrey. I said, I'll call myself Wilds Humphrey. And it's like 10 years ago, 8 years ago. So it's just um, stuck, and more people know me as that now than, than anything. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, uh, and it's wonderful, but the great story behind it is, 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 is an actual factual, which is the most wonderful thing of all. But it's a cool story as well, isn't it? It's not like, oh, you know, me, 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 me mate's dog was called this. It's You know what I mean? It's got like a proper, like, really good story, yeah, backstory to us. It's a great story. Yeah, I wouldn't know really? what to call it. Otherwise, you know. So, Joe Galbraith has put, uh, Daniel would love that book. He keeps us on our toes with his facts, which may oh, or not be but they're always interesting. So can people, if they want to buy the book, do they just get, get it on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon's the fastest way. They'll deliver it tomorrow or the same day. Okay, so you we'll put link on yeah. after the show. Okay, we'll put the link on if people want to order. Yeah. To the book, yeah. is it still to any independent bookshops locally? Because we try to support them where we I, can. I've been into local independents, and it's funny what they do they'll they'll stock your book, but they mm. won't order it, or they might order one. And even yeah. if you do a book signing, I went into Lingham's in Haswell, there was, it was yeah. pretty well known Lingham's, yeah, of course. It is, you know, took a copy in and everything else, mm. and he said, Well, listen. We did the book sign a couple of weeks ago. We sold two books. The last one, whenever we sold three, we never so. So, we'll, we'll, if you um, buy the books, bring them in. We'll buy them from you. We'll discount them, and anybody will sell one sale return. I was a right tall faff, and I thought that doesn't matter. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. do it. It's uh, just too much, and so they only ever buy ones of, of books, and because they can now get them online. You can go on an yeah. order from a workshop and they say it'll yeah. be 10 days. I'm like, Jesus, you know. So yeah. I had to go with my publisher, you know. And he said, Look, that's the way of the world. So you're an unknown mm. author at the moment. Until you JK. At the moment, Rowling, you know. at the moment yeah. we're going with Wild Humphrey at the moment. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, soon you'll so, be they'll so be, be ringing you saying, Come and do they'll be ringing you saying, Can you come and do a book signing in our place? You'll be yeah. like, Oh no, I can't think so. Yeah. I'm gonna be in New York. Yeah. I will be doing a book signing in Waterstones in the new year. Oh they plan them in well in advance, and of course they've not been able to do any for ages. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of sort of speaking to them, but it, it's gonna be a bit off, possibly before Easter. 
I'm hoping. Because I was just thinking to myself, it'd be a great Christmas present, wouldn't it? You know, whereas um, like odd facts and things well, like that, yeah. you know. So I'm as a Christmas you. present, <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. um, uh, that's a as a Christmas yeah. present, you know, that's a fact. I'm mm -hmm. going to go with that one. Um, and lots of people do, you know, interesting things and stuff like that. So where was the very first um, place that you performed? Like, you know, as, um, as um, sort of as a professional yeah. you are now. The very first one I did was at Formby Golf Club yeah. for a charity event. And it's about, I don't know, eight years ago or so. And a, a guy phoned me up and says, listen, I'm doing a charity event. Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You know, will you, will, you, will you come along and, and help us? Sure, what's what I'm to do? <laughs> I says, you know, I want you to be. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, sure, okay. And I went along, I got a free game of golf and a meal. That's plenty, nice. that's fine, that's great. Doing this, you know, I tell you, I put a two stone on. You get meals all the time. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so I went along and I had this room of about, I don't know, 200 and something people, all gala, you know, ready to go to the working man's club later on. <laughs> and, and I just, I, this guy stood up. <laughs> announced me to the room and he said he's got give him a day he's gone we can't tell you i'll give you a fiver you know i'm like what are you crazy about and it was wonderful oh, it was just oh, amazing i raised uh, i just went around the tables with a like a pint glass mm. and raised 174 pounds in about 45 minutes people really just nice. put you know i said put whatever you want doesn't matter if it's a penny well, yeah, it does actually. So look, whatever you want, whatever it's worth to you, throw it in there. And there'd be kind of six to eight people on a table. So they'd all give me different ones. Very yeah. similar to what you saw me do. Only that yeah. was the first one. But the funny thing was, I wasn't nervous in the least. It was so enjoyable. It was yeah. just amazing. Love just love. So I thought, this is it. I'm going to do more of this. And when it's worthwhile as well, you know, you know there's some really good beneficiary at the end of it it's yeah. even better mm. of course it is yeah very yeah, very happy mm. a, a lady who um died of cancer in um when i was working over the water and uh, business yes. family and um you know she had children left her kids and everything and you know it was money was an issue and the um a colleagues did extensive fundraising for uh, all the ladies at home instead and um you very kindly compared the event as a favour, didn't you? As a for and everyone, every, and I sorted it up. People said to me, Sandra, do you know anyone? And I said, I do. And I recommend, and you, you came forward and said straight away, I'll help, which I was delighted about. And that's the power of social media. And the, the thank yous I got off them all saying to me, oh, it was amazing. Thank you so much. And Because you didn't just do your thing, you compared the whole event, didn't you? So um, oh, it was yeah. wonderful. They, they raised an awful lot of money for this uh, lady, so it was wonderful. So thank you. Oh, was great night. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you could have called a gala, and a, you know you could have called that was both, but it was wonderful, <laughs> and it was a good laugh. Because the most important thing, now the word fun, is the beginning of the word funeral, as you know. But you can put fun into everything. Yeah. And all the time, it's just the best way to be. And if people are happy, even on that moment in time in the middle of a bloody crisis, it's just a little step away and that they remember. And I certainly enjoyed it, you know. So, Helen, give them a date. You okay, so I'm, I know, I know. Uh, the 21st of December. 21st of December. Ah. Well, the first ever... Uh, movie cartoon was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Bashful, Doc, Dopey, Happy, Grumpy, Sleepy, and Sneezy. Choose whichever one you want to be. It was released 1937, December 21st. That's a fact. Yeah. And funny, yeah. it's uh, it's a king's birthday today. We're still on the 8th of September, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 8th uh, of September. Lionheart was born. On the 8th of September, 1157, he was the son of Henry II and Eleanor of Aquitaine, and mm -hmm. his brother was King John. 
Now, King John gets bad press, but what King John did, he designed the first seven streets of Liverpool. And they're still there today. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. But Richard the Lionheart was barely ever in England. Barely ever. Mm. And he got kidnapped in uh, 1190 on the 21st of December in Austria. That's a fact. And he was there under kidnap for over a year. And to get him back, it was the first time ever they paid a king's ransom. Oh, very nice. Very interesting, isn't he? It's amazing, isn't it? I think. I think. So, Joe Galbraith, who's um, so she's from Autism in Motion, um, and it's um, she's listening, and then and it was her son, and she was saying Daniel. So her son Daniel's autistic, and he he comes out with facts. He was telling me facts about Arnold Schwarzenegger before, um, and he comes out with all these amazing things, you know, and he's and maps of the world and things like that he's absolutely can draw a map and he's, he's amazing and wow. um joe just said i reckon the kids in work would love it and i think yeah. i think for you to be yeah. in front of all the kids and you're just like oh. reeling things off i think they'd, so i think we're good we'll sort something out for that i think that'll be an amazing little uh, day I'll be there. honestly i'll be there in a heartbeat so if I think you'd have a ball as well i think you'd have an absolute ball with them you know with, with the things that I'll they come back with us i would because it's only factual, yeah. Uncle Ron's on today. And the other thing um, I wanted to say, so from personal experience, if anyone's running an event, a gala dinner, a fundraiser, um, you're such a great person to have because it's something really different and you can just go around table to table, can't you, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's very entertaining, yeah, and it's such a skill you've got there as well. Yeah. yeah, so my uncle Ron's my uncle Ron's listening in, um, and he says just like Leslie Welsh, um, the memory man. Oh, Leslie Welsh. Well, Leslie Welsh. Funny to mention him. He was born in 1907, Leslie Welsh, <laughs> and he was known as the memory man. And he and he was brilliant. He was born on the 29th of December that year, and he lived until 8th of February 1980. In 1963, he was the height of his fame. And literally millions of people would tune into the radios because no one had a TV really then. Yeah. And he would talk from memory about 37 different sports. That was his main thing he spoke about. <laughs> that's and the I thought, oh, the 37, <laughs> you know, but that's what he did. But in, a, in real detail, who scored what when. So he, he um, would probably know about the England-Uruguay connection. If he doesn't, I'll tell him in, in the afterlife, you know. He does well, now, he yeah. <laughs> and and that's what he did. So so I do I do very different things, but the same, you know, it's it's all yeah. from, from memory like, you know. But that's what he's his focus was on. And really? the uh, I remember watching the 39 Steps, one of my favourite films, particularly the one with Robert Powell, since he's from <laughs> Liverpool, of course. The uh and in the in the, the earliest one. Robert Donnay was in, and the the memory man was there, and he got shot on stage. But someone shouted to him, "When did Florence Nightingale die?" And I shouted, "13th of <laughs> August, 1910." <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, that's Amazing. Craig Kay's listening in, and he said he's watching oh. from um, Cleves Hill. Hi, Craig. Yeah. Um, yeah. So brilliant. So we do have a little format, and I think we could have you on for about 43 yeah. weeks, couldn't we? You know what I mean? Learning there, uh, because the facts that you're coming out with are just amazing, and it's uh, super, super interesting. It's brilliant. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, go on. As well, yeah, you know, like learning things and, you know, keeping your brain active. And, and yeah. there are ways of keeping your brain active, isn't there? You know, as, as you, we were talking before we came on air, of like oh, learning yes. things and stuff. You're just keeping your well, brain active. And, you yeah. know, languages, we were talking about it, San, where, you know, learning a language yeah. um, can stave off dementia yeah. and learning yeah. to dance, you know, um, you know, learning dance steps because you, it's it's using your brain and the memory of the... Of the and for you to be a yeah. dancer and... Um, you know, with using your memory as well um, is phenomenal, you know, because you can remember the dance steps and the uh, and the facts that go with it. So, yeah. Um, so, red face, San. 
Um, so amazing. Thank you so, so much. But we've got to quickly whiz on. Um, red face, anything embarrassing happened to you that people can laugh with, not at? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> totally underestimated him. Yeah, well, you, 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 as, as a child, as a child, living in the uh, living jail, <laughs> and he didn't have bathrooms or anything there. He wanted a shower or a bath. He went to the washing baths on Westminster Road. So I'm in there, and it jumped in the bath, and I thought this cord was going to turn the light off, and I pulled it, and the alarm went off. The door flew open, two women come running in and dragged me out of the bath. Well, that was the most embarrassing thing ever. And there's another one similar to that. <laughs> I was 10 years old. I, I, I'd actually been in a road accident. And I was in hospital, older hay. Next day, I woke up, come around, I'm lying there in the bed, all this face out here and everything. And I'm stark naked, 10 years old. The Aww. nurse woke up and she says, have you got any pyjamas on? And whipped the cover off. Just oh. like, and, and I couldn't even move. I was in that was part. I was like, those two things stand out in my mind forever, you know. Oh. Anyway, but those two really stand out. In oh, fact, yeah. funnily enough, that, that sort of in the family, I'm one of nine children, oh. and the others, the others all say. That, that when he got run over, the bump on the head must have done this to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the kind of, you know, puts the fun in there. Amazing, amazing. Sam, any... No, I'm, I'm quite cool, mate. I think I've been all right, you know. No, I'm all right. So I don't want to really discuss mine this week, actually. I did. Okay. Have... We'll keep them. We'll on. talk about that tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um, shout out to the grown ups. Any grown ups who've done amazing things this week? Um, yeah. So any big people in your life? So Wild Humphrey, we were talking before about him. Um, was it your nephew? My nephew, yes. My nephew Craig, he does a lot raising money for cancer. And it, just, it was a couple of years ago, I climbed K2. I raised a, a fortune. He car he's carried this shark all the way up to the top, a toy one, you know. Yeah. Anything <laughs> oceans and mountains, he took the shark with him. And wow. uh, wow. the thing about the shark... He took her all the way to the top and got this photo. And the shark's name is Bruce. I said, you know where the name Bruce comes from? I said, Jaws. Because Jaws, the shark's name by the crew, they called it Bruce. And that's uh -huh. a fact. I didn't so know he that. He does a lot of money, ra money raising. He's a mad cyclist. Cycles all over the God knows why. And, and raises money doing that. He's done all oh, kinds. Brilliant. He's done something on YouTube for him. Brilliant. 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 Well done. Well done, Craig. Amazing. What about you, Sana? Any grown-ups for you? Uh, it might be the same one you're going to say. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to our young person, Jack, who started on Monday, um, who's just days so we've taken a young lad on to do all the social media and everything with um, our businesses, and he's just fab. So um, he, he's just got a brilliant, such a positive attitude, and we're so pleased. So uh, shout-out to young Jack. Yeah, and I was going to shout out to Becky and, and Jack, you know, oh, and uh, and Emma. To Emma, you know, he, he's a young person, so we, we'll put him in the grown-ups bit because he's uh, he, he's proved himself as a grown-up. And um, to Beth as well. So, so the four of them were in today, and it was just amazing just to see these young people who've been given a chance to flourish, and they're, and they're just you know working together as a great little team. It was the first day they'd all been in together, yeah. and sometimes you can get to be a little bit nervous, can't you? You know what I mean, and pecking order and all that. And it wasn't; it was just oh, yeah. they were all great, and you know we had cups of tea and, and everything. And it was just lovely. And Craig's saying he's on, he's on, um, he, that's where he is now. He's on his bike on the top of Cleves Hill. So he's listening in at the top of the hill. Oh, well, there you so well done. Um, so very, very quickly, um, positive challenge. What, what, what are you going to challenge people to do? Um, wild something. You mean people listening? Yeah. Uh, I want to challenge people to to learn something new, but it's easy. You just got to put your focus in there. So right, I want to learn something. It might be I don't know. The, the first, the last 10 presidents or the last 10 kings and queens or something like that, you know, or the last 10 grand national winners. 10's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. You know, I do 90-odd, but I've got to. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the good thing about, about what I do, I never know what I'm going to be asked. Yes, <laughs> So I can't course. say, like, like, you know, comedians have so many jokes. 
I'm, I mean, they grab not knocking them at all, but, but they have a, a set routine. Uh, the, the magicians, they have so many tricks. I, I, I have thousands, and I just never know what's going to come at me next, which is wonderful because it keeps me right on my toes. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. So we've actually come to a close, and it's been amazing. And um, you're going to be my phone a friend on who wants to be a millionaire yeah. um, for, for when I'm on it, uh, and we'll go off on the money. Um, well, you know, so, yeah, you know so, what I told you that? Sorry, you know what I told you when Google was founded, the 4th of September, 98? On that very same day, was the first ever millionaire. Ah, there you go. That's when so it started. So, we, we do our closing um, by a quote, and, and you told us your quote. So, we're going to close the show. I'm going to say a massive thank you to Sandra, a massive, massive thank you to you, Wild Humphrey, for giving your time up with us tonight. You've been amazing. Um, and if you'd like to close the show with your closing quote, that would be amazing. Oh, thank you. Would you like to do that? I, my, my quote that I live my life by is, you never know when you're going to do anything for the last time. You never know. So whatever you do, enjoy it. That's a fact. Oh, thank you so much. And we'll see everybody next week. Thank, thank you. you. And you so 